Let us go to God in prayer. Gracious and loving God, we come this morning just to say thank you for your birth, for your life, that all that you've given unto us. Lord, we thank you for your mercy and your grace. On this day, Lord, I ask that you place your loving arms to the Holy Spirit around all those who are grieving. Because during the time and family season of Christmas and Advent and Kwanzaa or just special moments, this can be a time of great reflection and celebration, but it also can be a time of great sadness. But Lord, we ask that you cover each of us and guide us in everything that we do. Lord, we call upon your undying love that not only do we remember your birth, but we will recognize that your spirit is here to nurture us each and every day. Lord, guide us and keep us. Move me behind the cross. Let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be so sweet that we all know that your love is enough to sustain us. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to think of something that challenges your spirit. Got it? Now think about peace. What if every time a challenge came in our hearts and our minds and our souls, instead of giving over all of our attention unto the challenge, that we decided to give the attention over to peace? Over the past four Sundays, the Advent season has progressed from hope to way to joy and now peace. The message today that I simply want us to all leave with is the question and answer that says, are you willing to share your peace? I want you to think of this as a culmination, not of the end, but the culmination that yet begins a new time of God's new season in each of our lives. For during this season of peace, what does God expect of each of us? You still have that moment I asked you to get a few minutes ago of peace? Do you feel it? Do you still have it? Now turn to your neighbor and simply say in a very loving way, Will you share your peace with me? That was really nice. But some of you, and I included, we've been on the freeway. And just as we share the peace each and every Sunday here in worship, we extend our hands and say, Peace of God be with you. May the love of Jesus Christ be on you. Thanks be to God for you. We have various things to simply share the peace. Have you shared it at Walmart when the lady cut in line? <laughs> or maybe you shared it when that guy just simply couldn't wait and you've been waiting to get on 59 or I-10 or 69 and they know that's where you get on the road but they drive all the way up to the side and as soon as your car is about to get on the freeway they jump right in front of you. Have you shared the peace on the road? Hmm. Or maybe you said I share my peace with you. But maybe it wasn't with love. 
Maybe it simply was, get out of my way. You're not going to steal my peace. Well, I stopped here this morning to say, there's a lot of opportunities to share our peace. Whether we're at the barber shop and somebody comes in and they just need to get their hair cut right now. And you've been sitting there for the last hour and a half. And you say, take a number, guy. Have you ever thought of just sharing the peace? Or maybe your hairdresser appointment was at one, and so was yours and yours and yours. And you want to look at the hairdresser and say, to God be the glory. Let us share in peace. Why peace? Because peace is a gift that God gives us that we can receive over and over and over again. Why peace? How do we get it and where does it come from? It comes from the love of Jesus Christ. Why peace? Why peace? Why peace at this season? We don't have to go all the way to the Middle East. We don't even have to go all the way to another city. Does this city need peace? Does this school district need peace? Do our houses need peace? Do our churches need peace? Does our community need peace? It is the greatest need that we have, and it's the first partner to love. For a lot of times we have it, and we don't necessarily express it. Turn to your neighbor, and just as I said to you before, please share peace. What does it sound like when you're not sharing peace? Oh, oh, this group can't do it because they know how to share peace with love. They don't know how to turn and say, give me that peace. Because that's not the love of Jesus Christ. That's not the expression that we all believe in. But just as we learn to share with love, we've also challenged, been challenged in life when things don't go our way. Have you ever heard two siblings arguing? Maybe you've been one of them. Have you ever seen co-workers in discord? You say, oh, no, we're not allowed to argue in our job. And we're definitely not allowed to argue in our classroom because we'll get, what is that, SRC, extra time out, or special something. ISS, I know it had a letter. You know, see, it changes from grade to grade, year to year. You can tell I was a parent in high school a while back. It had a different name, amen? But the bottom line is God asked us that we would have peace everywhere we go. The magnificent thing about peace, it's a free gift. The Lord our God paid the price, and he simply says, all of our spiritual journeys can be enhanced by peace because he calls us to do one thing first. Seek ye the kingdom of God, and everything else will come unto it. But peace is a great gift that God gives us, and we receive that peace in a variety of different ways. When we read scripture, and we go through the many scriptures that speak of peace, one of my favorites is in Philippians, the peace that surpasses all understanding. When we speak it, and then we begin to gain an understanding, because it is through God that we receive a revelation in our experiences, and that we gain awareness with our reasoning and our thinking. Also, humility 
and our traditions of how we call upon God. Help us to know God and sustain us even better. Can't you hear peace in the midnight hour? Can't you hear the soft, small voice speaking unto your heart? Peace, peace, peace be still. Well, you see, peace is offered to all through the love of Jesus Christ. Remember earlier I asked you to think about something that may agitate you a bit? Some of it's driving, some of it's relationship, some of it's just human nature, and some of it is, it's just human stuff. But the reality of it is, if we spoke the name of Jesus and we spoke the name of God and we spoke love, we could feel it in a different way. Right this moment, I want everyone to just say the word peace. You didn't say it to anybody in particular. You just said it into the air of life and breath. Say it once again. Peace. What do you feel when you just simply say the word peace? Some of us feel a warmness. Some of us feel a holiness. Some of us feel, oh my God, what is that? Then other of us will say, she turned the heat on and I feel hot. But it's the peace that trickles all the way down to our feet. It's better than grandmom's cooking. It's better than that little piece of cake that was left on the plate. You didn't ask who it belonged to, but you said, surely if it was left, and everybody else is finished. This had to be mine. A lot of times we receive peace through many different ways, but it is through our traditions, it's through our habits, it's through our relationships, it's through our community. But it's sometimes through this simple statement. The peace that surpasses all understanding. I want you to turn to your neighbor. Though we exchanged the peace of God earlier today, Simply turn to your neighbor and extend your hand out to them and say, The peace of God is with you. The peace of God is with you. There is nothing more greater than to share with someone. The peace of God is with you and the love of Jesus Christ is with you. Sometimes we don't feel the peace because we don't believe that it's real. Oh, yes. Even on Christmas Eve, many of us have said, you don't understand, Pastor. I prayed for peace. And it didn't happen like I thought it would happen. I still got in trouble at school. I still had a consequence of fighting. I still got fired. I said to the man, I'm sorry. <laughs> the peace of God is real. But we have to be willing to believe it for what it is. Sometimes we say the peace of God, and if the truth be told, our fingers are crossed behind our backs, and we say, peace of God be with you, to God be the glory. And we forget to let our hands be free. For it is in this season and time of year that the praise of God ought to go up for all reasons. If nothing else, that He has kept us and He has sustained us. And any little thing that could have took us over the edge, He didn't allow it to happen. And the peace 
came down upon our soul. We went to the doctor and we thought we had lost 22 pounds and it didn't happen. The peace of God is still with you. We went to the physician and he said, I'm going to change your medicine. And the quantity went from two pills to 15. We said, oh, Jesus, the peace of God be with us. We got the quote on our roof and the guy who said he was going to fix it went out of town. And now the roof costs us twice as much. The peace of God is still with us. We got stuck in Denver, Colorado. And we carry in the cake that was frozen. And we knew when we got to Nanny's house, the cake was going to be just right. And now we've had to cut it and feed the people in the airport. The peace of God is still with us. The child who said they was all on their own, wasn't coming home, knocked on the door and said, I really need to talk to your mom and daddy. I'm going to be moving in. The peace of God is still with you. The peace of God is still with you. For the scripture today teaches us to understand that the peace of God is still with us. For if we look at Micah 5 and we come down to verse number 4, it says, And he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall live secure. Can't you just feel the peace? In that word secure. And then it says from now on. He shall be the great. To the ends of the earth. And he shall be the one of peace. That ought to do something to our worrying. It ought to cancel it out. It ought to take the anguish that we have. And erase it. For you look at Micah and you say to yourself, what is it about Micah? Because we seek to know God, the one true and living God, through the peace, through the eyes of peace. When we look at the psalm, the Psalm 180, the psalm that's there, it wasn't read read earlier, but I want to share with you the fact, go back to your Bible and look at Psalm 80, 1 through 7, and I want you to begin thinking about what it means to have a restoration kind of peace. A peace that God restores our lives like not before because you must understand it's all about the Lord. It's not enough to just say, may the peace of God be with you. But to miss the restoration power that God offers us. It says here simply, hear us, O shepherd of Israel. You know, you who led Joseph like a flock. You who sat enthroned between the cherubim, shine forth between Ephraim, Benjamin, and Messiah. Waken your might. Come and save us. Restore us, O oh God. Make our faith shine upon us that you, that we may be saved, O oh, Almighty God. How long will your anger smolder against the prayers of the people? And then it goes on. It says, you fed them. With the bread of your tears. And verse 7 simply says, Restore us, Almighty Lord. Make your face shine upon us that we might be saved. In this season of Advent, when we come and the waiting is over, are you peaceful and are you seeking peace? 
the Hebrews message said seek peace through proclamation of the new covenant. And this is where I want to couch the rest of my message. For we have to choose obedience to do the will of God. It's one thing to praise God. It's one thing to give God the glory. It's one thing to believe beyond belief. But it's another thing that our words and our mouth and our heart would all match. That we would seek to be obedient unto God. One of the commentary writers that I read this week says, The birth of Jesus Christ is only the beginning. For it is not the end of the story. Life, the life of Christ offers us hope that we truly, truly need. He is the way maker to follow out of all the dark places in our lives. Whether that's dark on our job, dark in our house, dark in our church, dark in our school. God is the light. His joy is everlasting regardless of the situation. Regardless of the sin, regardless of our circumstances, the scripture simply says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. So then why then do we struggle with receiving the peace? The Luke passage today was about the story of Elizabeth. Elizabeth did not struggle when she found out that she was pregnant. But her husband, Zechariah, had gone to the temple. And when the miracle was shared unto him, he did not believe that his wife of old age would become pregnant. So he was stricken and could not speak. And all through her pregnancy, he couldn't say, Oh, baby, that's great. Oh, I'm so excited we're having a baby. Oh, my child is going to come into the world. He couldn't say a word because his mouth was shut closed. But it is when Mary came that the baby and the body of her aunt, her cousin rather, leaped with joy. For the baby leaped knowing that she was carrying the king. For Mary was carrying the king and Elizabeth was carrying the baby that would be called John. And John was a way maker. He was the one that would go before the king to say, the king is coming, the king is coming. That baby had purpose, Mary's baby had purpose, and the babies yet knew one another. Can you imagine if we would leap with joy and the peace? That would be everlasting when we would see each other and the hope would be, oh, I'm so excited to see you. Why do we struggle with peace? Maybe it's because God's will has to also be done. His will of obedience, his will of love, his will of peace, his will of salvation. He's calling his people by name. Do my work, but do my will. Follow me everywhere, but be obedient unto God. Talk to the people. Love each other. But hear my story and believe. So I close with this. Tomorrow is Christmas Day. And the king that we await, the reign of God is both to come, and the reign of God is both now. So if the king and the light and the Christ candle is lit. Hear the passage from Luke. In the days 
a decree went from Caesar Augustus that the world should be enrolled. This was the day when Canarius was governor of Syria, and all went to be enrolled, each to his own city. And Joseph also went into Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which was called Bethlehem, because he was the house and lineage of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. I park right there. An angel both spoke to Mary and an angel both spoke to Joseph. They yet believed that she was carrying the king. And while they were there, the time came for her to deliver. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, wrapped him in swaddling clothes, laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the end. And in the region that where shepherds were out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And the glory of the Lord shone upon them, and they were fear, filled with fear. But the angel simply said to them, Be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will come to all people. For to you, born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is the Christ our Lord. The one who brought forth peace, have you received his gift today? The one who brought forth hope, do you know it in your heart? The one who has given you joy, do you know it for yourself? The doors of the church are open. Come to Jesus if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Let nothing keep you away. The hymn this morning is, Oh, come all ye faithful. If you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you don't know what it means to be saved, if you are not walking in the 